Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 104. Uh, Very excited. We've got a really good topic today. We're going to talk about when your team is failing on defense and some things that could be causing it and some potential solutions for it. Before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsors. First off, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. And let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Please become a patron if you're in a position to do so. It's either $5, 10 or $20 a month. It helps to support everything fast pitch and coach prep. Coach Don and I love doing the podcast. The reality of it is we hit uh, the wall a, a while back and went on Patreon as a way to try to offset some of the costs because we just couldn't keep investing any more money in it. Uh, we're lucky enough to have a really good group of patrons come on board and help us, but we can continue to add to that. If we can get a few more patrons, will help us continue to do more cool things. Um, if you're in a position where you can, please sign up to be a patron. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch, everything gets explained to you there, and then we would love to have you come on board. So, Don. Our team is messing up on defense. We're failing on defense. And I want us to look at what are some of the reasons why that could be happening. As we look at it, let's think about what are some potential solutions. So the number one thing is when our team is struggling, let's say we're making four, five, six, seven, eight errors a game. Right. Is the first question is, is it a skill problem? Right. No, I know that's one of those deals where uh, you got to shake your head and, and you feel like you're prepared, but it's just not clicking, right? Right. Well, and the skill idea is obviously a relative one. You know, expecting really young players to have really advanced skills is probably not a really good investment in our time and energy. I think we're going to spend a lot of time being really unhappy if we're shocked that six year olds aren't uh, robbing home making runs and, and, and making diving catches in the outfield. But it's also relative. And if we're playing in a game and our team is the one making six or seven or eight errors and the other team is not at that same age level, then I think we do have to question the skill development and and where our kids are at skill-wise for their age level. And so we spend a lot of time talking about skills and we we always come back to the fundamentals are the most important thing, throwing, catching, uh, those kinds of things that we have to be able to do well if we're going to be a pretty good defensive to team. Play, to play a game, right? And, yeah. and to have some fun with it. Right. right. If, if uh, every time the ball gets hit to your shortstop, we have no idea whether it's going to get stopped, and if it does, where it's going to go after it gets stopped, that makes for a pretty long day at the ballpark. Sure. If our defense is really struggling and we come to the conclusion that it's a skill problem, then I think we need to take a good hard look at where our skills are in relationship to the age of the kids that we're working with and make sure that we're focusing on building up to the point and getting them built up to the point where they are as skilled or similarly skilled as the players that they're playing against. Now you're going to always have the outlier. You're going to have that kid that's just amazing. And we can't get caught up or drive ourselves crazy because all of our players are not outstanding. 
But I do think we can look at you know their basic abilities. Are they picking up a ground ball cleanly? Are they throwing it accurately? You know, are they doing those kinds of things? You know, can they move a little bit to make a play on the ball? Those kinds of things are things that we can evaluate. And if we're struggling on that area, when we go back to practice, we've got to really emphasize and spend a whole lot of time working on those basic skills and the skill development to help our kids be better prepared to play the game at, at, a, at the level that we're trying to play it at. You know, there's a huge correlation to you know, what you put in and what you get out, right? right? And if we're putting a lot in, we're not getting much return because we're still making a lot of mistakes and we've got to take a look at some other things, right? Right. Well, and one of the big mistakes that I think we make is, you know, when it comes to skill development is, let's say our shortstop is really struggling to field the ground ball. We have two choices. We can take a step back and simplify it and make it easier and, and build from the ground floor up, or we can put more pressure on and try to make it harder and start hitting more hard balls and more difficult balls. And to me, I think that's a trap we fall into as coaches. So if I've got a player that's really struggling with the fundamental skills, we're going to go back to square one, and it might be me sitting on a bucket rolling a ground ball, then rolling a ground ball where he takes one step to his left, then she takes two steps to her left, then she takes three steps to her left, and just continuing to build on it until they start to feel comfortable with it, then hitting them balls, then hitting them harder balls, then hitting them balls and expecting them to throw it to first and just kind of building it up. But so we have to check out the skill thing. Second thing, and I think this is where you were headed, Don, is their focus. Is a kid's skill level pretty good? Do they show that they are capable of making the plays? They make a lot of plays, but then periodically they just check fall out. off. They check out. You know, and we always have this picture in our mind of very young players out there, you know, picking dandelions chasing and butterflies. You know, chasing butterflies and all that kind of stuff. And I think sometimes it's not quite that obvious that they're losing their focus. It doesn't take much of a loss of focus for a player who's normally pretty good to become pretty weak pretty quickly. Well, and some of, yeah, some of the uh, ideas that we were sharing earlier about pitchers putting everybody to sleep because they're not keeping the game rolling, right? You know, with good pitching. And some of that stuff can be very sleeping for our defense yeah, it, it, it gets you disinterested disheartened very quickly because you just don't expect anything's going to happen because the pitcher can't throw a strike and then it's a shocker yeah and yeah. all of a sudden the ball gets hit yeah or maybe i'm a little bit distracted because i struck out with the bases loaded so i go out to my position and i'm still so frustrated because i messed Replaying up on that. offense that yeah. i'm i'm not quite ready to play defense maybe i'm sitting in the stands and you know back in the day you or i we see our girlfriend up in the stands talking to some other guy what? and we get a little bit distracted or yeah. <laughs> or what, whatever it might be you know uh, your mom or your dad yells at you because you know the you, know, you struck out at the last inning so your you know, your dad's melting you down while you're walking back to the to the dugout because he's so frustrated that you struck out when the game was on the line there's all kinds of reasons i think all those things have happened to yeah. me there yeah uh, all, i know they all happened to me yeah so there's lots of reasons why the focus could be the problem but then for us as coaches, if that's happening, then we need to work on techniques with our players to help them regain their focus bring and help them, them bring them back into the next play mentality. You know, I think as players get older, they understand that one strikeout doesn't define their day, just like you know any other single event doesn't define their day. But for younger players especially, I think we need to be paying attention to that. So the next thing that we want to think about is, so let's say a kid's got pretty good skills yeah, and they've got pretty good focus but they just don't have a very good softball IQ. They just don't really understand the nuances of the game. You know, let's say you've got a shortstop who could easily just step on second base for the third out of the inning 
or could make a you know a little flip to the third baseman for a force out for the third out of the inning who every time she feels it she thinks she's got to throw it to first base even though she's deep in the hole and has to do a Derek Jeter spin move to try to throw it over to first base sure maybe you've got that outfielder that every time she fields a, a ground ball she's trying to make that million dollar throw to throw out a runner even though you know some of the time the runner's already in the dugout celebrating with her teammates by the time she gets the ball and starts chucking it home so it's, it's going home because that's where you score right yeah right yeah. you know or you know that runner started off at second and you're in your mind you're thinking well ground ball to me I'm going home but it's the fastest player on the field and it was a 27 hopper to me in center field by the time I get the ball she seriously is in the dugout shaking hands with her teammates, and I chuck it home just because that was the only thing I could think of. That was the only thought That's I where had. where it was supposed to go. Right. Yeah. And so raising those players' IQ, I think, is obviously a big part of hopefully cleaning up our defense and making our defense uh, more likely to succeed. And softball IQ is something that is very, very important that I think is lacking for a lot of players. And I think this is one of those things that uh, I will believe this till the day I die. When we were kids, we didn't come up in a world where everything was organized. Everything was not set up for us to show up and just play. When we were kids, you know, if, if we only had three or four kids in the neighborhood, we'd go down to the park and hope there'd be some other kids there. But if there weren't, the four of us would figure out a way to play a baseball Make game. Make something happen. Now, you know, I see kids that are five and six showing up at practices with matching helmets, matching bat bags, matching everything. Before they've ever even yeah. played a I, game, right? I, I have a team picture that I won't share the team name because I think it's so hilarious. There's 12 players on the team. There's 10 coaches in the picture. So basically every kid has their own individual coach. Well, yeah. And when you have that going on, if a player makes a mistake, it's almost like you have the uh, coaching demo derby to see who can you know bump their way to the front of the line to be the one that gets to coach the kid up after they make a mistake. But so kids are coming up now in a world where they don't have to learn much on their own because there's always somebody there to help them figure it out. If you watch a t-ball game, there's a dad or a mom or a coach standing behind almost every player on the team. So if they do actually get a ball hit to them, they tell them where to go. Sure. We see somebody you know, following around behind the base runner to make sure that when they get to first, they turn left and go to second. And then they follow them to second to make sure that they turn left and go to third. And so even at the most fundamental youngest ages where kids might benefit from messing up a little bit on their own or learning a little bit on their own, we're telling them so much that I don't think their IQ gets so much of an opportunity to grow. So I think that they're going to gain a lot of experience just by being a part of it and going through it, seeing it and doing all that. But that's one of those deals where talking to our kids or, or watching ball games at home and where you can hit the pause button and talk about something and, and share with them what, what just happened. Right. Yeah. yeah, I get excited about doing that stuff too. And in some practices and some situations, letting them make a mistake and try to figure it out for themselves a little bit. Yeah. Because one of the things we know about life in general, people can tell you all, all they want not to do something. But most of us will make that mistake on our own until yep. we get burned, because until you get burned, you don't really feel it. And then the last thing that I think can be a big part of this is sometimes as coaches, we need to take a good hard look and make sure we've got kids where they really belong on the field. And again, depending upon the skill level, the focus level, the IQ level, just because somebody is the best athlete doesn't necessarily mean they're the best shortstop. Just because somebody is the tallest kid doesn't mean that they should be playing first base. Just because somebody's left-handed doesn't mean we should throw them in the outfield. 
just because of all these things that we sometimes have like these predisposed ideas about, just because it's your kid doesn't mean that they should be the shortstop, right? So that we're always thinking about this as a bigger picture thing to make sure that we're, we're putting the team together in a way that's going to give everybody the best opportunity. Now, that doesn't mean that anything's set in stone. You know, we talked on this week's edition of Everything Fast Pitch about versatility, and I think it's great for kids to play other positions. But if we're in a stretch where we've played two or three games in a row and we've had more errors than hits. Shake it up. Yeah, more, more errors than plays made. There's nothing wrong with saying, okay, let, and we're going to shake things up a little bit. We're going to let our shortstop try to be in the center fielder. We're going to let our first baseman play shortstop. We're going to let our catcher play first. And our backup catcher is going to catch. And just try some different things to see if that shakeup doesn't put some kids in different positions. Or back to your point, Don, Give them a chance to see things from a little bit of a different perspective, too. You know, I think that there are times if I'm out there playing shortstop and I'm really struggling, and you know how this game is, you become the instant ball magnet. As soon as your as soon as your confidence level starts to fall off, that ball's got like a beacon on it, just getting pulled right to you, no matter what. Well, there would have been times it'd be kind of nice to just go out and play left field for a game and right. hope that you know that somebody else can make a couple plays at shortstop just to kind of get things rolling again. You know, I think we have to always be thinking about, do we have the kids in the best places for them to be successful? And sometimes that means we have to challenge our own thought process a little bit. If your best fielder is left-handed and you are throwing them in the outfield because they're left-handed, you're missing an opportunity. If your best fielder is left-handed and you're putting her at first base and your pitching is so average that every ball gets hit to the shortstop, and that shortstop can't throw the ball to the girl at first base, well, then you know, we got to rethink it. Shaking it up. Yeah. So oh, yeah. if your defense is failing, there's lots of things to look at. Make sure you're looking at all these different options to, to maximize what you're going to do as a coach to help these kids get uh, squared away and to hopefully start playing better softball. So that's going to wrap up number 104. Please make sure you check out patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. And make sure you check out fastpitchprep.com. We want you to go to the website. There's the YouTube channel, the blogs. That's the best place for you to order your Square Cuts training disc. Click on the link, enter the iListen21 discount, get your 10% discount, and we'll get them shipped out to you right away. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening to 104. We'll talk to you again next week. (laughs) 